0: Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever felt to yourself, are you watching a movie? They can do better than this. I can do better than this. Well then please prepare your hearts, your minds, your souls for the Film Tweakers. Oh, what a lovely, lovely gospel. Written, sang, and performed by Charlie Duber, everyone. I know this is an audio thing and you can't applause, but let's just give him a round of applause. That awesome intro. (laughs) We didn't get to thank him uh, for the first podcast because the intro was made after we released it, or after I was already editing. So thanks again, Charlie, for that amazing intro music to Film Tweakers. But, uh, yeah. How's it going, everyone? We're on Film Tweakers, new little podcast we're going to be doing a little bit sporadically here on the Entertainment Buffet News Feed. News Feed. This isn't news. RSS Feed, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so what we do on this show is we keep it pretty simple. We find a movie. It doesn't always have to be terrible. It can be mediocre. It can be okay. And we try to break down our top five things that we would tweak about that movie to where we think if you tweak those things, the movie would be fantastic. And, uh, yeah, so uh, with me today is my guest, Charlie's wife and podcaster, Bethany Duber. How's it going, Bethany? Hello pretty good she is uh one of the co-hosts of movie trailer trash Um, we'll be plugging that in just a second some of my plugs to get out of the way so we don't have to worry about them anymore is please subscribe on itunes uh if you give us a rating and a review and all that stuff it helps us with the algorithm and whatnot to get more people to listen to us and uh, if you're an apple hater and don't Listen to iTunes. You can also uh, find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Blueberry, all that jazz, all those. They're all thing imagings that are free for me to put the podcast on, so check them out there if you can't on iTunes. But uh, if you can on iTunes, please also leave a comment and uh, I'll read it on the podcast. I don't care if it's good or bad. If it's bad, just, you know, give me some, uh, you know, constructive criticism. I'll read it on the podcast and thank you anyway. Um, if you want to email for suggestions on podcasts, whether it's films we should tweak or stuff for the Entertainment Buffet podcast, Buffet at gmail.com. Lastly, go watch Entertainment Buffet sketches, web shows and other content such as movie trailer trash uh, on the youtube entertainment buffet uh we also like us on facebook follow us on twitter or entertainmentbuffet.com. well that is a mouthful (laughs) too many you got a lot going on too many things to plug but yeah uh you can uh, also check out some friends of the podcast such as movie trailer trash with bethany and charlie would you like to tell the audience a little bit about that bethany
1: yeah um we talk about trailers so it's pretty simple um we found that we often look at a trailer and very harshly judge the movie prior to seeing Uh, it naturally so that's kind of what we do it's not always harsh a lot of times we're very excited but um yeah we talk about what we think the movie's going to be and we talk about what we think the critics are going to give it so it's pretty fun yeah, check us
0: out. Yeah, uh, it's not only because they are friends of mine, but I also just enjoyed listening to the podcast myself uh, while I'm going to work or whatever. So please check out Movie Trailer Chess check out also the brothers marvel charlie's other podcast with his brother Vinny, and as well as my other friend Mike, michael palmandari's podcast the slobber knocker which is a wrestling podcast so a little bit of everything movie trailers comic books wrestling film tweaking tons of things to listen to guys it's you know it's not just all comedians interviewing other comedians there's <laughs> plenty of podcasts out there or serial when uh, when that was a thing but uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's kind of kick things off. Bethany and I are talking about Jurassic World today, a little movie that came out uh, in 2015 and totally just uh, demolished the box office, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though, you know, some of us are saying, you know, it, uh, it really could have been better, but hey, it could yeah. have been worse. It was not like, you know, Lost World or Jurassic Park 3 in my eyes.
1: Yes, that's a good point.
0: (laughs) But, uh, yeah. so could have been worse. um, Before we get started, uh, Bethany, just, you know, first initial thoughts you had when you first saw this. You first came out of the theaters. What were the first things that came to your head?
1: Well, first of all, I didn't go see it in theater.
0: Oh. Because
1: I didn't think it was worth it.
0: Oh. And I'm
1: glad I I didn't um, because, like you said, it could have been better, but it wasn't bad. Um, I watched it while I was on vacation on my laptop. With my husband. Um, and I was like, that was pretty fun. And he was like, that was terrible. He really hates <laughs> it. Uh, he's much more than I do. But um, I thought it was fun. I was like, you know, had a lot of what I wanted to see, what I was hoping to see as far as the fun dinosaur stuff. But I thought it was also kind of laughable because of some of the things that yes, the characters did. Definitely. Some of the very cliche, uh, kind of, yeah. There's a lot that the actors did that I was like, that makes me want to laugh at you. That's so ridiculous. So, um, which I think a lot of that had to do with writing. I don't think necessarily that the actors were doing a bad job.
0: Oh, no, not at all. So to speak.
1: I think that some of the lines they were given were kind of silly.
0: Yeah, that's probably going to be a big thing that I will bring up on most film tweakers. And I think I'm biased because, you know... I'm trying to write films or TV shows myself but when Mm -hmm. the writing is just not good that's like that sticks out the most to me like the acting it's like you know that could have been the director it could have been the editor picking not the best takes like there's a lot of things that can go into like acting or cinematography sound any of that stuff but when the writing's bad it's like come on there are tons of people out there both getting paid and not getting paid to writing that could have really elevated this movie and we have some of those tweaks um but yeah i I agree my first general thoughts was dinosaurs they were cool they were fun but it was very laughable at moments where i was like okay you went there
1: (laughs) and and not in a good way because sometimes cheesy can be fun But there were definitely times where I was like, this is ridiculous.
0: Exactly. no. Yeah. So. One of the best ways, uh, my friend Josh Sibley, who uh, was my first guest on Film Tweakers for Suicide Squad, described it as they were trying to not follow action uh, summer blockbuster tropes, but then totally fell into them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you could tell they're like, no, we want to be different, but we're going to do exactly what we don't want (laughs) to do. Yeah. Don't worry, this will not all be hating. These are constructive criticism uh, that we wish we could do. But uh, let's kick things off, Bethany. Our first thing, our first tweak out of five, and these are in no uh, necessary order, the writing of the human characters. Specifically, we talked about Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's characters, the two leads of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My biggest thing, I know I know you have some certain things about him, but my biggest mm. thing is that they are such cookie-cutter characters. It's like, yes. he is the nice, goofy badass. You know, it's like they spe- specifically would do things, it's like, guys, don't forget, he's a badass. He's really, oh, yeah. really cool. Like, really cool. You want to be him, and you, uh, chicks want to be with him. Like, he's just, yeah. it's like, okay, we get it. He's a, the leading man of the movie.
1: <laughs> and you, without much of a backstory either. I think they mentioned that he was in the military. Yeah, the Navy or something. Yeah, but they don't give you any reason. He just is a badass, and you just have to accept it at face value. Which, exactly. Yeah. So I I agree. Um, I really hate her character. Yeah. Um, it just seems like lazy writing to me. Yeah. And, I mean, the very first thing I thought of when I, cause I rewatched it this weekend. Um, the very first thing I thought of was like, oh, you know, a successful woman has to be cold and emotionless. You know, that's the <laughs> exactly. only way a woman makes it to the top. But she's um, really, really it, it organized. It was so <laughs> over the top. Yeah, super organized. Like there's Doesn't a care scene. about animals, only money.
0: I totally forgot. There's a scene in an elevator. I think it may be here, either first scene or, like, second scene. She's going down an elevator, and she's memorizing the names of the people she's about to do a presentation to. And she's doing, like, mm-hmm. the little cat... You know, like people do, like, oh, uh, Randy has red hair or, you know, something to remember Mm -hmm. them by. And I'm just like, this is the introduction of this character, is, you know. And then she has the, welcome to Jurassic World. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's so annoying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just don't like the idea in general that anyone who's successful has no life. Oh, yeah. And it seems like especially with women, it's like, you know, well, they they can't have a family. They can't have other things. They're successful and they're alone and they're cold and no one really likes them. (laughs) My big
0: thing is like those two characters are supposed to be like the leading characters of a a potential like new Jurassic franchise possibly or at least this film Mm -hmm. and they're just so cookie cutter. They're characters you've seen in other movies. They're just repackaged and put in this one. Another point that you brought up was like the movie should be about people at a dinosaur park and not a movie about dinosaurs with some people in the background. Like that's... Yeah. (laughs) I think that's a perfect way to put it because it's it that really is what it feels like is like the godzilla 2014 movie it's like Mm -hmm. look at the big dinosaurs and you know there's some people running around but they don't Mm -hmm. really they don't really matter just look at the dinosaurs they look so cool like they've been around since the 90s
1: and you know i i mean i always go back to the original jurassic park when i'm thinking about how this could be better and in that one the very first thing, I mean, that I remember, it's been a long time, so <laughs> just tell me if I'm wrong, but the very first thing I remember is seeing the people, like, seeing them digging and talking and whatever, and the, the people are so central to the story. Oh, yeah. Everything's from their point of view. Like, um, Charlie had mentioned that, like, some people were disappointed that um, a lot of this is from the dinosaurs' point of view in Jurassic World. So, like, when the pterodactyls are attacking, they show it from their angle flying in instead of just being from the people's point of view which would have been interesting and cool
0: yeah
1: um and then obviously at the end they put little cameras on the velociraptors yeah i don't know i guess so that they could watch what they're i don't know uh which i guess that could be interesting to see from their point of view in that moment or whatever because they had a reason for it i think it would have been feel more realistic if we could see everything from the point of view of the actual characters Yeah, well, and kind of feel like we're in it with them and scared with them.
0: Yeah, it's a very good point. Speaking of dinosaurs, we should move on to our second tweak, which is the the quote-unquote villain of the film, the Adonimus Rex. Ad- Ad- Adonimus Rex, is that what they call it? Something weird? I don't know. It's, it's a made-up I always thought it was thing.
1: Andominus Rex,
0: but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It- but yeah, this... My, it's a silly name. My big thing about this is that a good, I want to say, 30 45 minutes, like you, you hear it, like the trees rustle, whatever. They're trying to build the suspense of how scary this thing looks, mm-hmm. and then when it finally unveils itself. It's just a bigger T-Rex-Raptor combo. Like, it doesn't look scary yeah. at all. It's something you've seen a hundred times. Like, Godzilla looks more scary because it's bigger. Oh, yeah. Like, But Adonimus Rex, it looks not original at all. Like, the big thing about this was that like, oh, we genetically created our own dinosaur from different yeah. dinosaur parts. It's like, shouldn't you have made something really freaky? Because... <laughs> The CEO I mean, even has a line. He's like, this will give the parents nightmares. I'm like, will it yeah. though? Because it looks like just about everything else in the park.
1: Which, I mean, it might, but no more so than T-Rex. Exactly. I guess that's the point. Like, <laughs> In fact, I remember when I first watched it, that was one of the things where I was like, wait, I don't get it. It just looks like T-Rex. <laughs> like, I didn't even... Until at the end when T-Rex actually comes out, I'm like, oh, I can see now. They're yeah. different a little bit. But, I mean, they're the same type of creature. And the whole thing was that people get bored eventually of all the attractions that are there. Yeah. And so they're trying to create something new to bring in people. I feel like people would very quickly be like, eh, it's just like T-Rex. Yeah. And that would be the end of it. Like, I don't think that would really spark a lot of... Yeah. I mean, maybe it was hard for them to come up with something because I could see how it could very easily start to look silly True. when you try and come up with something completely different. True. You know, I, I and still make it look realistic.
0: Yeah. I guess I just was expecting like I, that, or they shouldn't have tried to build up the suspense so much when you build up yeah. like, Oh my God, this thing's scary. And then you actually have a character, the adult owner of the park, the CEO yeah. say, Well, this will give the parents nightmares. Like, and he's like freaked out. It's like, okay, then that should be freaky. And it was just like you said, oh, it looks like a T Rex. (laughs) So that was a big thing for me.
1: I think part of it too, they were talking about how it was like, it was supposed to be, like, a really violent creature, which kind of... First of all, I was like, why would you do that? Why would you take some of the more dangerous creatures and be like, we're going to make them more violent? That yeah. I'm like, you could have created something beautiful to attract people. Yeah, take a bunch whatever.
0: of the, the herbivores or whatever and put them together. Yeah. Why something that wants to, yeah. like, feed on everything?
1: Yeah, make something awesome that people can ride. I mean, I'm cool with that. (laughs) Ride them like elephants. But yeah, um, I think maybe that's the thing is like they knew that it was scary because they knew all of its traits. But just looking at it, you're not going to be scared. There's no real reason to.
0: Which we'll we'll get to one of its traits, which is camouflage, which they brought up in this little kind of horrifying action scene where this squad is trying to... um, they're trying to capture or subdue the dinosaur not kill it mm-hmm. and they're trying to stun it and basically bring it back to its cage or whatever but they have the scene where the guy yells out it can camouflage and it starts just yeah. mauling the squad but what they never bring up the camouflage again yeah <laughs> it was just for Which, that scene
1: I guess that's what we're supposed to assume why they couldn't see it though before yeah. when, they couldn't, when they didn't know where it was we're, I guess we're supposed to be like oh that's why they couldn't see it Exactly, which is fine but um, one of my biggest issues is that they couldn't see the creature the dinosaur and they saw that there were claw marks and then they were like well, we can't find it. Let's go in and look around. I'm
0: <laughs> like, th- yeah, if like, you must couldn't have find out. a
1: velociraptor, would you just open the gate up and look around? Yeah. Like, No, wait a second. <laughs> don't go into the cage. Maybe like, until you find hiding. it somewhere else and you know it's not there. Don't go into the cage.
0: Yeah. Unless you knock down all of the trees uh, that could it could be hiding behind and you're like, all right, where the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you go in there and just like, uh, you know, I guess it's because w- what did they accomplish well, by going in there? They just were looking. They at got the,
1: killed. Well,
0: exactly. Chris Pratt and like they the two other dead. the two other red shirts were looking at the claw marks. It's like, what do you expect to gain? You
1: could see that from somewhere else. Exactly. Because
0: yeah. they saw it from the outside yeah. or probably you have hundreds of cameras on this one cage. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It, they
1: were kind of looking at it like, so do you think it's possible? And I'm like, if you're still not sure, that is the perfect reason you should not be in there right now. Yeah. Maybe if you so, were, if they were
0: on a helicopter hovering over it, taking a look, but not oh yeah, actually be in on the ground with no weapons, <laughs> doesn't yeah. make any sense. But yeah.
1: Um, another thing about this Mdominus Rex or whatever, um, the part where it takes out, I think that's right around the camouflage part too, where it takes out its um tracker yeah so they so they find its tracker because that's how they were going to find it, and it's just been clawed out, and the back in the I guess control room, where all the other people are um, she the main girl is like, "I wish I could remember these characters' names, <laughs> see that's how unmemorable they are, but uh, the main girl is like. How did it know where it was? And Owen, is Chris Pratt's character, is like, it remembered when they put it in. <laughs> He's so serious <laughs> all the time, know? which is not good for him. But yeah, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Even if it's a really smart creature, let's say, like I was telling Charlie again, I was like, you know, apes are pretty smart and you know problem solvers but if you put a tracker in them they might remember that you put something in them but how would they know that it's a tracker and that that's somehow a way that they can be found like they'd have no idea
0: unless it was so like harming was the dinosaur in some way or
1: something but yeah it was just like it was as if the dinosaur was just like oh i bet they can see me it, like sure a human could have thought that up <laughs> Like, a human could have been like, they put something in my arm and they keep finding me, but I don't see a dinosaur figuring that out. Yeah. It, so I thought that was a little silly. Very
0: convoluted. But so, yeah, like, big thing is, like, if you're gonna make this film about this big genetic creature, like, make it scary, make it not as, like, just. these traits are so random and they never get brought Mm -hmm. up again like make them important like make it if he's gonna be intelligent enough to rip its thing out like show it being intelligent more later it doesn't show intelligence at all later otherwise it's it's just another big dinosaur it doesn't feel special at all so
1: i think um you hit on something there they seemed really random the different traits And I think the problem is that they didn't sit down and say, what should this dinosaur be? Instead, they were like, we need this dinosaur to do something in this... They... They made it fit the movie instead of making the movie fit the character the dinosaur. Yeah, like they didn't create a dinosaur. It's they like, kind of like as they went were like, ooh, I guess we should give it camouflage. Exactly,
0: it's because like, that'll make this part better. <laughs> because that'll make this one scene more convenient. Yeah, like they, it's like they were in the writers room and they're like, all right, start giving me uh, rapid fire, start giving me the things, camouflage, <laughs> sure, throw it in. Uh, it it took yeah. out its own tracker, put it in there. You know, it, like yeah. they're just oh, like oh, it can speak raptor. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll move that on to... that part too.
1: I'm like, it can't speak raptor, just because it has raptor blood in it. It's never been around any other creatures before.
0: It's, yeah, the, that's a big thing that Chris Pratt keeps bringing up is that it's never been around other things like itself it doesn't know what it Anything, is yeah. so how would it know to speak raptor so we'll, we'll move yeah. that to our, <laughs> our our number three tweak which is the raptors which you know that's a big thing that people love from the jurassic movies is the raptors mm-hmm. and so i actually enjoyed the opening scene where pratt is introduced uh controlling the raptors but here's one thing that kind of doesn't make sense so they introduce pratt he's kind of the trainer he's the quote-unquote alpha and he's you know basically getting them trained like dogs like oh come over here come over here sit you know and it's Mm -hmm. like oh cool raptors that can listen to our commands but then like a scene later a dude falls into their pen and like the raptors almost eat him it's like so wait they don't Mm -hmm. listen but then later they're like, "All right, let's bring him out and try to hunt the Anonymous Rex." And then they kind of listen, they but then listen. they don't. <laughs> and so I thought of the idea: Wouldn't it make sense that these raptors are like expertly trained? Like they listen to Pratt's every single whim. Like he says, "Don't eat that person," and they just stop in their tracks. And mm-hmm. they're like the perfect soldiers. Like Vincent D'Onofrio character was once. So then later, when the Anonymous Rex does his little raptor call thing and the raptors turn on Pratt, it's like, oh, shit, these things were trained. Why are they doing this? Yeah. Like, it would have been it's a, like
1: a big betrayal, too.
0: Exactly. It would be a betrayal for Pratt's character. He'd be all thrown off like They're, they've been listening to me since birth. And then, like, yeah. It, It'd be a big twist. I raised them. Yeah, exactly. They were my children, yeah. I raised them. But opposed to earlier what they did is like, oh, you know, they listen to me, but they may eat you if you fall into the cage. But they kinda listen um, to me. It it's it was very like, make up your mind. They're either trained or not trained. <laughs>
1: And this is one thing. So I can see how it would be. But I think that they should have just shown him with them more, too, just in general, because I wanted to see how like the whole thing is him and the other trainer. I don't remember that guy's name. The black character doesn't get a name. (laughs) Yeah. The two of them that are good with the Raptors. um, You can tell that they both love blue. That's the only uh, raptor whose name I remember because they both love blue, and blue's kind of the hero. You're my boy,
0: blue. (laughs) But they don't
1: really show him. They don't really show why. Like I, I agree. Like they needed to show the relationship more. However, one thing I disagree with you on is, I don't. I think that it makes sense that the velociraptors would listen to him. But if he's in the cage with them, they might kill him. Because I think of it like training, like a lion if a lion is trained, it might like follow all of your directions. But then if something falls into its cage and it's you're in between it and the thing it wants to get, it's still a It's still a crazy, dangerous, wild animal. And they did technically listen to him. Yeah. Just long enough for him to run away. So I think that, I, be- I thought that was believable, and I thought it was super cool. Like, that's one of the reasons I, went to, or I wanted to see the movie was because of that scene where he's like, hey, I see you over there. I see you guys sneaking up on me. Yeah. Because, of course, he knows how the raptors, like, come in on you like that from all the different sides. And I thought that was really cool because he did... They were these big, scary animals, and he was able to control them. But I also think it's good that they weren't just, like, like dogs because that made it even more... Uh, kind of evil, what Vincent D'Onofrio was trying to do, <laughs> because yeah. it's like, no, they clearly are not nearly close to being ready to do something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, they kind of listen to me, but there's still these crazy, dangerous animals. Yeah,
0: I would agree. So maybe if like the the guy who falls into like their little cage, like maybe if that guy did something to tick them off, like to provoke them. Mm-hmm. Like, like like Malfoy in the Rise of the Planet of the Apes movie. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, like, tortures the thing, uh, tortures the apes. Yeah, like, if
1: he was already somebody they didn't like. Exactly. And then he fell in. Like, like it would maybe, have made yeah. sense,
0: but then for them to just, like, they listen to Pratt, but then, all oh, this other guy comes in, and they totally want to eat that guy. And then Pratt stops yeah. them, but then when he jumps out of the cage, they run to the end and, like, hit their faces on it because they're trying to yeah. eat Pratt. It's like, I... I, what do you want me to feel right now? <laughs> I was kidding. I think
1: that the idea is that they've never, the closest they've ever been to humans is from a distance. So yeah. I think an animal would probably freak out. Yeah. Like, I think of, like, gorilla trainers at the zoo. But, you know, even if they have a good relationship with them, they don't want to go into the gorilla enclosure. That's always a bad thing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But also, well, I guess they didn't want to kill the animals. I was just thinking, like, but, they probably have people there to kill them if they have to But
0: yeah uh, like, Or another thing is like what if they had You know because Pratt Kind of raised them like what if When him and Bryce Dallas Howard's Character were looking for Her nephews like what if the One or some of the Raptors Had been with them like the whole time Like you said give like give the, the Raptors some development Like not that they're more important Than Pratt but you mm-hmm. learn more about Pratt based on his relationship with the Raptors. It's it's almost like a way that Bryce Dallas Howard can see what he means when he says these aren't numbers on a spreadsheet. These mm-hmm. are animals. Like look at me communicating yeah. with them. Look at me like there's a mutual respect. Like but they literally are shown in the beginning and then at the end for an action scene. Yeah. It, it, like. I, and I
1: think that they're still one of the better parts of the movie because oh yeah. they're still super fun. But yeah, I think that even like at when they finally let them go to go chase after the other dinosaur, they have them like sniff the thing so that they can go track them down. Yeah. Even if it would have like showed them kind of like taking more time to track them down and being with Pratt and like. Because it seems like as soon as they were released, they just ran through the forest and found the dinosaur and immediately (laughs) turned on him. Exactly. So it would have been nice if there was a little bit uh, of a relationship going where it's like, Oh look, it's working. And then they turn instead of it being so immediate.
0: Exactly. Like you build up to that turn. It's like they, they expected it to just be a twist for twist's sake. And it's like, no, it should be a twist because, We've seen them the whole movie listen to Pratt. We've seen them help. Mm-hmm. We've seen them be, you know, like animals that are useful in a sense that they're not just like savages. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they turn on Pratt. It's like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel bad for Pratt. And I, you know, wish the dinosaurs weren't doing this. They can't control it. Yeah, like,
1: they were my, I like them. I don't want them to be bad.
0: But uh, anyway, from the Raptors, we can spin off into this whole military storyline with Vincent Mm D'Onofrio, who, you know, I think we both agree, you can kind of cut this entirely or make it just smaller, you know, make him yeah. a character that maybe will be a villain down the road. Because the uh, yeah. Adonis Rex is already the villain. Because it's, it's killing dinosaurs. It's, it's killing people. Killing for sport. It's killing for sport. <laughs> the worst kind of killing. <laughs> exactly. So, like, why not have him come in, in the beginning, him and Pratt getting a thing, and then, like, set him up for Jurassic 5, whatever it is. But why does yeah. they have to squeeze him in? And he's like, oh, these could be used for, you know, because drones, they're going to be non-existent soon and we need raptors. I was like, the drones just started becoming a thing. What do you mean they're going to be non-existent? Yeah, I don't buy (laughs) it
1: at all. I don't buy the idea that the military would would want to use dinosaurs if they could at all. Um, But yeah, if they were going to do it, it could have been a little more subtle. Like, you know, maybe he talks about it and then you don't really see anything again until or maybe you don't even see him again at all. And then Chris Pratt remembers like well you know that guy did have that idea maybe they can help us Yeah. and then later the guy can come back and be evil exactly. like you said there's a lot of times they could have used these characters it's and Vincent built them a little slower <laughs> yeah like you don't have to use him and then kill him off right away like they could have easily built on his character throughout you know like you said a franchise if they were going to continue well they are going to continue on so
0: yeah he like Vincent and they had plenty of time if you've seen Daredevil where he's uh, kingpin, he's an amazing yeah. actor and an amazing villain. So mm-hmm. it's like you make this film be about the dinosaurs being the villain, and then next movie he's the villain because all of a sudden he brings out he has a bunch of raptors trained or whatever, like and they're yeah. killing machines like for the military, like something. But why it's they're trying to cram too many things. It's like mm-hmm. it's like the director was like, oh my god, this may be the last Jurassic movie ever. I need to do everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyone's ever wanted to do. It's like no you don't because you knew this would make money and you knew there'd probably be at least one more down the line. I bet even if this one was truly yeah. awful, they'd eventually do a reboot. So don't yeah. cram this with everything. And I think
1: that's a classic mistake. It's like the Spider-Man Three mistake, where it's like, <laughs> I want all the villains, and it's like, just focus on one thing and make that one thing great. Yeah, um, and you
0: brought up a good. You could point. have used that time. Yeah, you brought up the point that like if they had cut scenes with Vincent D'Onofrio in that storyline, and then given that to Pratt and Howard. <laughs> just imagine, yeah. like maybe their kiss at the end would have made more sense, <laughs> opposed yeah. to just like, hey, we we dodged that dinosaur dying, got to kiss you now. Yeah, it's yeah, um, a, a wasted actor because he gets killed off and just a wasted storyline. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, we can move on to our final tweak, which is kind of discussing and maybe even cutting this whole love story thing. We've brought it up before. Chris Brett is a guy who cares about the dinosaurs, whereas she's the one who sees them as numbers on a spreadsheet because she doesn't have emotions. Mm -hmm. Remember, female character can't have emotions. Exactly. (laughs) And it's like, make that an arc opposed to them falling in love, just that they grow a mutual understanding that, like, you know, he cares about them. She learns
1: about the dinosaurs a little bit.
0: She learns that there are animals, but then maybe he learns, like, hey, like she's not emotionless that like she cares about the people or like makes something more with her character that like you know i do this because like you know when i was a kid the first time i saw a dinosaur like it changed my life or you know like something like not just like yeah well stockholders
1: (laughs) well yeah like for instance she wanted the numbers to be good it could have been because she knows how happy people are and if the park went under then nobody would get to experience it anymore like it would have been nice if she had a reason other than just being a cold hard business person yeah
0: they Um, made the ceo the cool one who cares about the happiness yeah but not which i liked
1: him (laughs) but yeah i agree yeah i i mean yeah i think that it was kind of such a it's just such lazy writing when you have and this kind of goes back to the cookie cutter characters again but just the very it's like well there has to be a love story there, and it's like there has why? to be why do they have to I know they're both attractive young people but why do they have to love each other there was no love story whatever. in the first
0: one and some people like yeah. I know and tons of friends that that's their favorite movie ever and it's like, yeah. that didn't need a love story. Not everything. I mean, there were
1: people who were together in that, but they were married. Right.
0: I, I think the or main guy, were, or
1: maybe she kept talking about kids and stuff. So I think they were either going to get married or were married.
0: Something, but, but they were it not wasn't
1: like a romance by any means. Oh no, no,
0: not at all. It was not about, will they won't they like it. <laughs> yeah. And so like this love story, it, it makes the kiss made zero sense. Maybe if you showed them more grow together, um, like, if you had to, we said, bring this into a future film or mm-hmm. don't, for once, do the uncliche thing and that they don't fall in love, that they just become really good friends. How about that?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and actually, that, uh, as much as the whole there has to be a love story thing is still a thing, there have been a lot of movies recently with the whole platonic friendship thing between people of different genders that's been kind of popular too recently like um i don't know i can't i read something about it once and i was like oh yeah there are a lot of movies right now where it's like hey we're just friends and that's cool because there's no reason they can't do that (laughs) yeah because believe it or not (laughs) people are friends with people (laughs) Of different genders, yeah, it's crazy. It's just but like, it happens. Like, there's
0: still like some old white uh, studios like, no, nope, no, you got a guy and a girl together. They gotta, they gotta bang at some. They're point. gonna have
1: sex. They're, they're gonna have sex. It's just
0: natural. It just that's what happens. You know, Pratt and Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard, they're getting together. But sir, their characters. It doesn't make sense. Put them together. I don't care. <laughs>
1: um. Well, and it's interesting because. I I kind of call it like all of these little sexist tropes. Like uh not only <laughs> not only did they have to be together um and you know he has to save her a whole bunch of stuff but at the one of the random parts where the um mother of the kids calls the sister they have this whole conversation about how you're being a bad aunt and you're not with the kids and she's mad at her and then she's just like look when you have kids and then uh Dallas is like if I have kids, and then she just goes when, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, just watching that, I'm like, "Why? Why would anybody do that?" Like, I know people do and that in a sister in this world, too. Not, not, but not, come not. on,
0: <laughs> a sister. Like, it'd be different if Judy Greer was like the mom.
1: Oh yeah, like, which still, totally by the way, a, that's totally a mom is thing. not nice <laughs> for all the mothers out there. That's not nice. Don't put, don't make your kids have grandkids. But yeah, I mean, it just. I hate when people do that in real life. And then when they did that in the movie, I was just like, whoa, like you guys, first of all, haven't even seen each other. I think they said in eight years, something like <laughs> so, that. So like, you're clearly not that close. And now, and you're all, maybe you're all mad because you're getting divorced, but don't just be like, uh, you're going to have kids or else. It just seems so, Yeah, it was like, Hey, you know what? A woman's value. Is all about whether or not she has children someday. And I, so like, I know I'm a little feminist here, but I really hated
0: that. Although well, no, you also pointed out that like there were some kind of like sort of sexist things with Pratt. The way like his the, the first scene with him and Bryce Dallas Howard, it was like he wasn't hitting on her. It was like in a way that like kind of just like you know oh we can go we can go we can go in my bedroom you know go in my bungalow the bungalow <laughs> we can go in my bungalow. Yeah.
1: he was being kind of a jerk like yeah he was being and that whole scene it's just i, I think it's the worst scene of the movie and it's funny because they released that scene as like a sneak peek before the movie came out <laughs> and um the reason i saw it was because joss whedon who i love and who knows all about powerful female characters he uh posted it and was like wow sexist much and he hated that scene and i saw it and i was like it's also like the timing isn't very good There's like this moment where Chris Pratt's supposed to be funny because he like makes this motion with his hands that's supposed to mean sex. Like, oh, they're animals, you know, they have sex, (laughs) but he doesn't say it. Yeah, it's so weird and awkward. And then he's all like, he's kind of skeevy about it. He's like, you can relate to at least one of those things, right? And I'm just it. like, oh, you're so gross right now. It didn't and make the sense for the his movie, character. He's nice. He's like a nice guy the rest of <laughs> yeah. the movie.
0: Yeah, when so she it says, really weird. The moment she says, We need to go find my uh, my nephews, he's just like, Okay, I'm going to go risk my life for your stupid fucking nephews. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, just he's,
1: because he's like, Hey, they're kids and I'm a human being. He just seems like a really cool, yeah. nice guy. It, it, and then, yeah, it just. It would have made
0: more sense if they had like another skeevy character that was trying to hit on her. And they gave him yeah. that dialogue. And then Pratt was just like, man, man, you know, lay off her. You know, she's clearly not interested. Yeah. And then, they, yeah. then she's like, oh, Chris Pratt, he defended me. Something like was. That would
1: have made way more sense. Because those <laughs> lines, those lines were so weird for those two people to end up together after that conversation.
0: It's like, I don't know. <laughs> you could tell a dude wrote that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so uncomfortable. And I think that's the thing, too, is it was really realistic. In a very uncomfortable way where I think a lot of women can be like, yeah, I've had guys talk to me like that, and I don't end up with those guys. Yeah, exactly. Those aren't the guys you end up with in the end, so... (laughs) I thought that was poor. It
0: would be funny if at the end of the movie, he went to go kiss her and she's like, no, you were a total asshole. You said you kept trying to get me to come in your bungalow. We went on one date. Thanks for saving my nephews, but no, thank you. We went on one date. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to kiss me, like take me out for another coffee or something like Christ. So yeah. Yeah. So the, those were our five tweaks, but, uh, we just want to say that, we didn't think this movie was all negative. You said Charlie no. hated it. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I liked it. But
0: yeah, so like I guess we'll we'll end on some of the good things we liked. So we mentioned the part where Jake Johnson, to me, was the only funny part of the movie. Yeah, like, he
1: was great. And not just that part. Like his whole character was really kind of funny. He yeah. was like wearing the old Jurassic Park shirt and he had little dinosaurs up on his console and he was like a really fun character i wanted to see more of him really yeah
0: he was ju- and then he was kind of the character that like she's like oh Verizon wireless presents Adonimus Rex she's like oh, you know and he, yeah. and he's like yeah. he's like the totally like i don't know the mid 20s person that's oh god corporate blah, blah, blah. You know, like complaining. Yeah. Like I
1: work here, but I hate it. Exactly. (laughs) I hate the way they're doing things. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: cool to be Um, around dinosaurs, but why does Doritos need to sponsor the stegosaurus or whatever? (laughs) Well,
1: and she says something about how his shirt is insensitive and he's just like, yeah, but it's also really cool. (laughs) He was like, well, it was really cool before everyone died. (laughs) And I thought that was hilarious. His character was really fun and relatable and just a cool character. So that was fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, another part I, I like really liked was the pterodactyl attack and like, it was intense. And then the one assistant got effed up. Like. She got,
1: <laughs> she got fucked up. Um, I liked the part with the assistant where it like picks her up. And then I loved that when she, you think she might be safe cause she was dropped in the water. Then she's picked up by the giant, uh, water dinosaur. Yeah, uh, I water thought that was all dinosaur. really funny, but, um, It would have been so much better if we had had a reason to hate that character. Because really she was just kind of... I mean, that's another thing. I knew nothing about that character. And they really kind of like made this huge deal about killing her off really terribly. And I was like, I wish I would have hated her more, because that would have made this really funny.
0: Another favorite part, which is actually the complete opposite, it's not action-oriented at all, is when Pratt finds this one dinosaur. I have no idea what it's called. It's the ones with the really long necks from, like, Land Before Time. (laughs) where um,
1: Brachiosaurus.
0: Brachiosaurus? okay.
1: Or a brontosaurus. I can't remember which one's correct. They, they changed they the bo- name. They both sound correct. Recently, But
0: uh, Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard find uh, it dying, and they're kind of, like, consoling it. like, And mm-hmm. it's just, like, it's a big moment for Bryce Dallas Howard, because she's just like, oh, my God, these are animals, and this animal mm-hmm. is suffering, and they're, like, petting it. And I was like, ah, see this is what practical effects like make so magical is like you feel for this dinosaur that like you've never seen before. It's just a dinosaur, Mm -hmm. but you see that it's suffering and you can't help but be emotional. So I wanted more moments like that and less tropes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, What are the things stuck out to
0: you as super enjoyable?
1: I think you mentioned this early on. I loved the park, like just in general, when they were kind of just showing the kids walking around and seeing the actual, park as an entertainment yeah you know as like a theme park um because you don't really see that i've only seen the first the original jurassic park in this one but in the original they're seeing a park before it's open so they're you know it's kind of all still in the works whereas this one it's like fully functional and it's kind of it looks awesome like i want to go to the park i want to see the dinosaurs like i loved the petting zoo i thought that that was the coolest thing little kids riding on the backs of the animals that was awesome and then let's see there was something else oh, I absolutely, so I love the Raptors, kind of you know we talked about how we it would have been nice to see more of them. One of my favorite things is toward the very end when blue comes in and saves the day <laughs> it's like boy, hysterical blue? because he he like runs around the corner, and it's so much like any action movie you've ever seen where the person you thought might be dead or like the cavalry is coming, they come back and they like run around the corner, like at a steep angle and save the day. And he's like making this little (laughs) Raptor noise, this like, and it's, it's so awesome. And it would have been so much more awesome if we could have seen, you know, really fell in love with the character, but it was so, it was just awesome. I was like, yes, that's what I want to see is blue coming and saving the day.
0: I'll admit that was a moment that like, uh, I love that I saw it in theaters for that moment. Cause mm-hmm. that was definitely a moment that like when he was coming around that everyone's like, yeah, like everyone was yeah. cheering for blue. And I just keep quoting, uh, old school with the world fair. You're my boy blue. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they did that. Yeah, on I purpose. thought it was
1: great. I, yeah, I loved it. I loved the name blue. It was perfect for him. But yeah, I thought that that was, I mean, it's kind of like you said, people wanted to cheer during that part. And, That's why this movie isn't bad is because it does... Like, you're excited at the end about the way... You love the way it ends. You know, it's fun. I love it when T-Rex comes to save the day. It's so funny, too, because I remember thinking, like, what is what is uh, Bryce doing? I had no idea what she was doing because she Flo. gets the flare. And, yeah. And then I was like, Oh crap. T-Rex. This is cool. Like they're using, I love that they were like using the dinosaurs as weapons, which is kind of <laughs> ironic because the whole thing was that they didn't want to do that. Yeah. But she was just like, gotta very, get that T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because the little kid is the one that inspired her to go get the T-Rex. Cause he said, we need more. And she was like, more what? And he was like, teeth and i remember being like what what does that even mean and then when she got the t-rex i'm like okay but i don't feel like that's the best way the kid could have explained do they have himself. guns with
0: teeth armed in them what is he
1: talking about <laughs> yeah i was like why do we need more teeth but yeah i thought that i mean that was a lot of fun and i think it's if you haven't seen it and it's the weekend and you got nothing to do it's a fun one i would definitely yeah. recommend it and i think just know going in that it's going to be fun but it's not going to be like
0: it's not going to be as good as the first it's not
1: going to be perfect yeah. yeah
0: i think and it's because it's this sort of uh, especially with our like 90s generation like it's such nostalgia from the first one like to me mm-hmm. i enjoy the first one but like i know tons of people that it's their top three or top movie of all time oh and yeah. so like just know it's not better than that one.
1: It's not. <laughs> it's Which not. I mean,
0: it's better than the other two. I would expect it to be. <laughs> I think it's better than the other two. Like those other two, sometimes aren't watchable. Like if someone yeah. threw this on, like I would watch it. I would not be totally complacent.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think it would have been nice if they could have matched the level of awesomeness, obviously, of the first one. And I think that it was possible. I think that's what was fun about choosing this one to tweak because. I, I could see it almost being as good as the first one but it just wasn't quite yeah, there maybe you know?
0: someday you know it it's gonna take yeah it's gonna somebody take di- can do it yeah it's gonna take a director that doesn't get you know i don't know maybe with this one the studio was really breathing down this director's neck or mm-hmm. like they were rushed with the script like we do I, I don't know a lot of those details like i did with suicide squad i just know yeah. that like you know it it this is definitely something you knew would kick off a franchise. Hopefully the other ones, they will take their time. Like the next one's not coming until I think 2018. So like, they still have like a couple years to like get a good story before you start making it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and, ho- and hopefully they'll learn from whatever mistakes they made this time. Cause yeah, I mean, it could be good. Yeah. They still have time to grow. Yeah. So.
0: Learn that the dinosaurs are cool, <laughs> but you know, the characters need to be just as cool.
1: We- well, because it's cooler when we care about the characters, it like is. it's cooler when you're really f- afraid because you're like, wait, I love that character. Don't let them die. You know? And so I think, yeah, you got to have the people, the people have to be an important integral part of the story Yes. because we don't speak dinosaur. So <laughs> we, we need the people to be we the don't, main characters. We, we don't speak dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm just speaking for myself, you know, who so, knows? Yeah but i don't speak that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh where uh where can people uh find you on the internet? Are you on Twitter and yes. uh the podcast you'd like to go ahead and give it a plug?
1: Yeah, um you can find us at mttpodcast.com and you can hear all of our episodes there, see our blogs. Um Charlie even put up a little thing that shows whether or not we were right about our guesses for the ratings of the movies. So that's fun. And then check us out on Twitter at MTT podcast and uh, yeah, hit us up with whatever we love to chat. Yes. Cool. And yeah. And, and go listen to it because I think it's a lot of fun and uh, yeah, it doesn't take too much time to listen to it. You can listen to it on your commute to work. Yeah perhaps yeah listen so. to uh
0: listen to them on itunes or uh sometimes uh they do a video podcasts on entertainment buffet as well as uh mm-hmm. they'll also be posting the audio ones there on youtube so if you can't catch them on itunes check them out on youtube Also, please listen to the Entertainment Buffet podcast. It's the other podcast we do here alongside Film Tweakers. Those episodes come out every other Tuesday. Film Tweakers, I do not have a set schedule for yet. I may start doing it maybe once a month, every other month type Mm -hmm. thing. It just depends on the film. I'm trying to gather a good list of guests and hosts uh, to do uh, not just terrible movies. I don't want to just analyze awful movies. I want to analyze yeah. movies like this that are kind of in the middle, that if we had tweaked them, they would be great.
1: Well, yeah, and it's called film tweakers, not like film overhaul. Yeah. You know, <laughs> some movies you just can't tweak them. Yeah, There's some nothing of them, you can do. Yeah, exactly.
0: So. Some that it's just like, oh, God, just start over. Just, exactly. just scrap it. Don't reboot it, but... <laughs> But yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, check out Entertainment Buffet on iTunes. Please leave us a rating, uh, review us, all that jazz, and uh, check out Movie Trailer Trash as well. Give them a rating and a review as well. It really helps our podcast guys uh, reach out to a broader audience. Um, thanks for coming on, Bethany. It was a yeah, a definitely interesting time uh, discussing this movie <laughs> because like it's it's. <laughs> this is definitely a movie when i watched it again i was like oh yeah i forgot about that oh i forgot about that oh yeah oh that's true that happened
1: <laughs> yeah it was kind of fun to have a reason to watch it again yeah so yeah Yeah.
0: and really it was, good.
1: It was a good movie to talk about
0: yeah really I enjoyed it. so yeah we'll definitely have to have you on again um not only on film yeah. tweakers but on the regular podcast um For sure. and just chat about whatever because movies tvs they're they're fun to chat about.
1: <laughs> Definitely.
0: I'll play Charlie's amazing music again to <laughs> to exit us out here.